0: prayer, we're talking about prayer for the next couple weeks. Prayer is an interesting thing. I read some statistics this week that more people pray than actually go to church or engage in any of their faith. Isn't that interesting? And some of you might say, like me, well, prayer is engaging your faith, which I would agree. There are people who actually pray who don't even have faith that there is a God. They answer surveys and say, I pray... But I don't really know that there's a God out there, and so I'm just hoping it works if there is a God out there. Some of you might, if I asked you, you might raise your hand and you say, that was me once as well. Prayer is an interesting thing, it's awkward, but it's all over our culture. Every faith has some sort of prayer structure or practice within that faith tradition, and prayer, like I said last week, is in movies all the time. We see it in movies. Um, we hear it in songs. And I thought, just to loosen us up a little bit, uh, we needed to have a little game on prayer in songs in our culture. And so I engaged our band and said, hey, I don't know if you guys can pick up some of these songs. And our band is so good. They were like, we can kill anything that you like, put before us. And so here's the game. And you can you can share with your neighbor, someone sitting next to you. Your the 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 the, uh, the goal is to sing along if you can, but to name the artist and the writer of these songs. So I've got three of them, and I'm gonna cut. Co- we're gonna cover three different genres of music. So we're getting everybody engaged. So here's the first one. Um, you guys ready? Lindsay, you got the first one? Okay. <laughs> Okay, so on the count of three, like, who sang it? One, two, three. I heard, I heard three different names there. I think it was Aretha Franklin who sang Say a Little Prayer. I think. Look it up later. Look it up later. Send me an email if I'm wrong. Joe at McDowell.Church. Okay, so that genre, obviously, we didn't, we didn't all get it. And so let's get a a genre that I think many in the room are definitely gonna get. So we ready for this one? Here we go. Okay, <laughs> Okay. so that one is a little easier um, on the count of three. One, two, three. Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. Did someone say Motley Crue? Uh, that was not, that's not right. Bon, bon Jovi. Richie Sambora maybe was one of the writers of that song. Good, good job. Somebody quickly jumped on that one. Okay, so some of you are still lost because the Motown isn't your thing the 80s rock and roll isn't your thing. So we've got another genre that maybe will cover some others of you. Um, And like I said, prayer means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. That first song, I have no idea what they're talking about. The second one, Bon Jovi, he's definitely talking about the idea they don't have any money, nothing, but they've got a prayer. They're living on a prayer, kind of a, a thought. And so here's the last one. Let's see if we can get back in the game. Music Count three. One, two, three. Carrie Underwood. Underwood. Very good. You guys did a good job. Give yourselves a hand and the band. Give the band a hand. Thank you all. So, so good. Um, So, one of the challenges I want to give you, and I think this might help uh, one of the writers, one of the very first Christians, writers of the New Testament, writing a couple of the letters, uh, encouraged us to pray without ceasing which is a difficult thing if you think about it. But the concept is that you pray throughout the day, not just at set times. It's important to pray at set times, but throughout the day. And so the challenge for you, as we talked about music, some of you are like, why in the world would we do that kind of a thing? I want you to listen in music, in the music you listen to, and find moments of prayer or things that might stir you to pray to God. So praying throughout the day continuously. And when we pay attention, we begin to see little things that God drops in front of us. Last week, we were kind of joking about some of the movies. And I went back and Morgan Freeman said something in one of the movies we were talking about uh, last week, Bruce Almighty. And I find this fascinating. Sometimes we find great truth in weird places. And Morgan Freeman, oh, there he is. Hi, Morgan. (laughs) Says this, if someone prays for patience... You think God gives them patience or does he give them the opportunity to be patient? Ooh! and then he continues. He says, if he prayed for courage, does God give him courage or does he give him opportunities to be courageous? And he continues. If someone prayed for the family to be closer, do you think God zaps them with warm, fuzzy feelings or does he give them opportunities to love each other? Isn't it interesting that in movies, when we pay attention, sometimes we find truth in the strangest of places. And I find this to be true. Sometimes we view prayer as a, a way that we can simply ask God for the things we want or the things that we need, and we believe that if it works, prayer, if prayer works, then things should just happen. But I think God oftentimes puts opportunities in front of us as the answers to our very prayers. To open our eyes, not just to what he's doing in the world, and we said that last week, but also to open our eyes to what's going on in the lives of the people around us. When we pray for our family, he opens our eyes to see the very family around us and ways to engage with that family so that we might become closer, not just so that we feel close to them. Does that make make sense? And so let's, let's talk a little bit more about prayer today and where we're going, where I'm headed at the end of the service is we're simply going to pray together again. And I'm going to give you some space to pray because I think the best way to learn to pray is to pray. Um, N.T. Wright, one of my favorite scholars uh, currently alive, uh, writes this, that there are four foundational practices for Christians. So if you're a follower of Jesus, if you claim Christ, then there are four foundational principles that shape us or mold us into the kind of people God wants us to be, what he calls uh, earth and heaven people. And they are prayer, reading scripture, right? Prayer, reading scripture, holy communion, which will give you a, a chance to, to take communion in just a little bit as well, And serving the poor, that these four, and when done in community with one another, these things begin to shape us into the kind of people that God wants us to be. And prayer is one of those primary things. It's one of the things that Christians have been doing for the last couple thousand years. But even before that, it's one of the foundational practices of even the Jewish faith, which then uh, founded who Jesus was and then into the teachings that he had for his disciples and practices Of the disciples after he was gone so one of the biggest questions that i think i wrestle with and maybe many of you wrestle with this as well is why should we pray why why is it important that we pray and here's where my mind goes because i'm one of those rational thinkers that just starts walking down the, the steps and i'm like does god already know what's in my head yes and if God already knows what's there, then why should I pray? Because he already knows, and if he wants to take care of it, he can take care of it. Has anybody ever felt that? You don't have to raise your hand, but have you ever felt that before? Like, if he knows, then it's, it's fine. Like, I don't need to tell him that. And then I start thinking about my marriage, and I think to myself, well, my wife, Robin, she knows that I love her, so why does it matter if I tell her? And many of you look at me and go, Matt, you need reengage. It's a 16-week journey <laughs> where you can deepen your relationship with your spouse. But what is true with our spouses and the people in our lives, our children, it would be easy for me to go, I'm their dad. They know that I love them. And if it changes, I'll let them know. But I love them. And so I don't need to tell them. That's ridiculous. You would say, that's ridiculous, Matt. And the same is true when it comes to God. And here's why we should pray. Is because God created you and me for relationship. And down deep, we all know this to be true. There is something missing when we find ourselves all alone in life. We were created to be in relationship, not only with God, but yes, with God, also with the people around us. We were created, you were created for relationship. And the way that relationship is built is through time, conversation shared experience, and you could continue to list some things, but those are foundational. Time with one another, time with my wife, time with my kids builds a foundation of a relationship. Conversation builds that relationship over time. Does that make sense? And this is why we should pray. Because God desperately wants a relationship with you and with me. And one of the ways that that relationship is built is through time together and conversation together. I mentioned this last week. Let me mention it here again in in this moment before we we go any further. That a lot of times when we talk about prayer, many of us start to feel guilty. Please, please, please. Like that is from the enemy. Because guilt usually drives us away from the places that God wants to drive us toward. Don't feel guilty or ashamed. This should move us closer to God, not further away from Him. So I I want you to hear, like, this isn't about uh, any kind of guilt or shame or anything like that. God desperately wants to spend time with you. He loves you. And if you've ever had a kid, if, if if you're a parent, or you've had a grandchild, if you're a grandparent... You know how good it feels when your children initiate time and conversation with you, don't you? Don't you? How good is it to get a text from your kid? Isn't it so good when you don't initiate it, when they just text you out of the blue? Listen, God loves it when you text him. You're like, you can text him? Yeah, but I mean, like, impre- like God loves it when you initiate any time with him or conversation with him. He loves it because he's your father. And he loves you more than you could ever imagine. So why should we pray? Because we were created for relationship. You were created for relationship. Yes, with the people around you, but also with God. And prayer is that foundational practice that gets us deeper in in connection with one another. I think last week I said it this way, that, that prayer opens this conduit between us and God, that that, that really opens this this connection point where we're we're growing with the Father, where we have some shared experiences with the Father. So many of you, um, one of the reasons people live in Arizona is because you can be outside almost all the time. How awesome is it? Don't you love it that we can be outside? And it's so good. And the weather this weekend has just been unbelievable. It's just so nice out right now. And one of the things that we can do in prayer is just when we're aware of God, when we see the beauty of a sunrise or a sunset, some of you can't stand sunrises because it's early in the morning, but maybe you see the sunset at night or you're out on a trail or you're just walking through your neighborhood and your mind all of a sudden goes, oh, I love living here. It's just so beautiful. Maybe your mind could also go to, God is the one who gave me this blessing and this creation. God, thank you. And then all of a sudden you have a shared experience with God whether it's a sunrise or a sunset or a walk or a hike or a bike ride or whatever it is that you do outside, like you automatically are experiencing something with God's presence in your life. That's what prayer is. Um, We have a a class that's kicking off called Alpha. Alpha, I think, is one of um, the the most incredible. It's 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 a um, it's It's a journey that you have with some others. It's a foundational journey of just some basic beliefs. And we were watching some of it as a staff this week. And there was a a part on prayer that I just wanted you to see because I think um, this gives us some insight into what's going on in heaven, like in that realm, as we enter into prayer. Um, Check this little piece out from from Alpha. (laughs)
1: Jesus tells us to pray to our Father in heaven. This loving Father is also the creator of the entire cosmos. The universe is vast. The Sun, which is 93 million miles away from our Earth, is so large that 960,000 Earths could fit inside it. Did you know that the Sun is one of 300 billion stars in our galaxy? Our galaxy is one of 100 billion galaxies. For every grain of sand on the Earth's beaches, there are a million stars. In a throwaway line in the book of Genesis, the writer says, he made the stars also, just like that, the whole universe. We pray to the creator of the universe. He's transcendent, outside of time, yet at the same time, he's imminent. Prayer is to the Father, the creator and sustainer of everything, but it's also through the sun, Through Jesus' death on the cross, the partition, the barrier of sin, has been removed and we have access to God. It's through Jesus, the Son, that we have access to God, the Father. A young soldier fighting for the Union Army in the American Civil War lost both his father and his brother in the fighting. He needed to return to his family's home and help his sister and elderly mother with the spring planting on their farm. And so he went to Washington D.C. to ask the president for exemption from military service. When he arrived in Washington, he walked straight up to the doors of the White House and asked to speak directly with the president. A young official standing guard told him, you can't see the president. The president's far too busy to see you. Get back out there and fight like you're supposed to. So the young soldier left the White House, not knowing how he would break the bad news to his family. As he was sitting on a nearby park bench, a young boy came up to him and said, why are you so unhappy? What's wrong? The soldier looked at the boy and began to pour out his heart. He told the child that since his father and brother had been killed, he was the only man left in his family. He was desperately needed back at the farm and the only person who could make it possible was the president himself. The little boy said simply, come with me. Taking him by the hand, the boy led the soldier back around to the White House. They walked through the back door, past the guards, past the generals, past the high-ranking government officials until they got to the president's office. The little boy didn't even knock on the door. He just opened it and walked in. There, standing behind the desk, studying battle plans with the secretary of state, was President Abraham Lincoln. The president looked up and said, oh, what can I do for you, Tad? The little boy replied, Dad, this man needs to talk to you. Our Father. He's inviting us to share in the relationship he
0: has with the Father. Not only do we pray to the Father through Jesus, but we pray by the Holy Spirit. In Romans 8.26, Paul says, In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We don't know what we ought to pray for but the Spirit himself intercedes for us. Sometimes people say, I wouldn't know where to begin. I I wouldn't know how to pray. But when you invite Jesus into your life, he comes in by his Spirit. He lives within you. And when you pray, his Spirit helps you to pray, to communicate with God. And there are rewards to prayer. Jesus said, when you pray, go into your room, close the door, pray to your Father who is unseen, then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. I just love that picture of the young boy taking the soldier right into the White House to see the president. Isn't that kind of humorous? That's what Jesus does. That's what Jesus does for you and for me. Anytime we turn our hearts and our minds back towards God, we immediately have access to the Heavenly Father, the creator and sustainer of the universe because of what Christ accomplished for us. How amazing is that? It's unbelievable that we have direct access to the one who holds all things together. And not just that, like he said, we also have the Spirit in us. So we pray to God the Father through Christ by the Spirit. Uh, Listen to what Romans 8, Paul in Romans 8 writes, Who will condemn us? Sometimes we don't go to God in prayer because we're ashamed of something. But who will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us, and he is now sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand. What is he doing? Pleading for you. God hears us, receives us because of what Christ Jesus did for us. Like, prayer is an open gateway to God the Father. And not only that, but we have Christ pleading on our behalf. When we make a mess of life, anytime we turn back to God in prayer, He hears us and He receives us. I'm going to keep saying this. How good is that? Come on, this is good news. It's good news for you and it's good news for me that we have access to the Father and we... He wants to spend time. We can just simply turn back to him and he receives us with open arms. Um, A little bit earlier in Romans chapter 8, Paul writes this, the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For even when we don't know what to pray for, the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed with words. The Spirit is even doing something that you can't do on your own things that you don't have words for, the Spirit is praying for those things on your behalf. And the Father knows exactly what the Spirit is praying. And then, here's the verse that we've all heard before. This follows that section in Scripture, is we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose for them. This follows the idea, the concept that the Spirit is in us, pleading on our behalf, saying things that we can't say, praying things that we don't even know how to pray, and God is taking all that and working things for the good of those when we love him. How awesome is that? How good is that? This is good news for all of us. So why should we pray? Because we have a Father who loves us and who wants to spend time with us. And he has so much good for us, more than we could ever imagine. Now, in the video, they mention rewards. I want to mention two quick rewards, and then we're going to pray together. Um, The first one is this. Scripture promises us peace when we spend time with God. And I don't know about you, but there have been moments in the last two years where I just needed some peace. Come on, church. Yeah? Yeah. And sometimes we think peace comes when everybody just agrees with us. And so we work hard to get people around us to agree with us. Because if I can get everyone to agree with me and act like me and do the things that I do, then we can have peace in the world. I'm not pointing at you, I'm saying me. And scripture tells us, no, peace comes when we lean into the love and the grace of our Heavenly Father. That's when peace comes. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all that He's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we can understand. And His peace literally then guards our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Prayer can lead you to peace. And that's a good place to be. The second reward that comes from prayer is perspective. And I think we all could use some good perspective. When we pray the words that Jesus taught us to pray, may your kingdom come, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, we begin to attune ourselves. We said this last week. We begin to attune ourselves to God's kingdom, not our kingdom. And when we begin to attune ourselves to his kingdom, our perspective on life begins to change. We see things from a different vantage point. We get a different perspective in life which can be extremely helpful in the day-to-day. So, just a couple last thoughts. Prayer is more practice than theory. So we could talk, I could keep preaching. Uh, Some of you are like, please don't but i i could because there's all kinds of things about prayer in scripture but prayer is more practice than it is theory we learn to pray by praying or another way Dallas Willard said it this way by praying we learn to pray which i think is the same thing that Philip Yancey said just different he got around the copyright laws by doing that i think we learn to pray by praying by praying we learn to pray And so, church, how about we just pray? How about we just take some time to pray? And so what I want to do is I want to lead us uh, just in a prayer. And I'm going to put up some lines from the Lord's Prayer. When the disciples wanted to learn to pray, they went to Jesus and said, Teach us to pray. And what Jesus did was he didn't give them a theory. He said, Okay, pray like this. So we're going to pray like this. We're going to put up lines, and then I just want to lead us. I'm going to give us a little bit of time to pray to God. You ready? Okay. Our Father in heaven, may your name be honored. Father, you are the creator of the heavens and the earth. There is no one more powerful than you. As we look at the mountains outside the windows, we can can see your handiwork. God, you've given us breath. You sustain us. You provide for us everything that we need. God, may your kingdom come. As we look outside, we also become aware of a world that is broken. Division and hatred runs rampant in our world. And so God, may your kingdom come. May we be a part of that, your kingdom coming. May 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 we see where you're at work in fountain hills, the streets of Scottsdale, in Phoenix. May your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Father, you are the provider, so give us today the food we need. And as we look around and we, we see that there's also other needs. So God, our friends who just walked through surgeries, or treatment for cancer, God, we pray that you would give them strength. For those who are dealing with illness, we we pray that you would give them rest so their bodies could be made whole. Father, forgive us our sins, the ways that we create chaos in our world. Forgive us for the pain we cause God, help us to forgive those who hurt us, who sin against us. Help us to be people of grace, just like you're a God of grace. Help me not to hold against someone else what they've done to me. Help me release it. And God, don't let us yield to sin. Help us to always see the next right step we can take and deliver us from the evil one who wants to steal and kill and destroy our lives. Father God, thank you that we have access to you because of Jesus Christ. thank you for the Spirit who says things that we don't even know how to say. Amen? Amen. So we're going to take just a couple of minutes. Uh, We're going to sing one last song. And as we do this, um, we always give you some space. Maybe it's the candles in the back corners. Uh, Light represents God's presence. And so maybe for you, you just feel distant from God and you want to uh, just as a response, you want to light a candle, and as you light that candle, say, God, I need your presence in my life. Maybe you want to light a candle for a, a friend or a family member, so we want to give you space to do that. There's communion set up in the back of the room, and maybe um, you want to take communion to be reminded of the sacrifice of Jesus, his body and his blood, which was given for you and for me. So maybe you want to take taste forgiveness today. And then like I said last week, uh, during this series, we're gonna have a prayer team at the front of the room at the end of the service. So as people leave in just a few minutes, uh, there'll be a prayer team down here and maybe you just came in needing someone to pray for you. And we, we wanna give you that space as well. Would you stand and uh, we're gonna sing. And as we sing, just feel free to, to sing, to, to sit if you need to sit, to light a candle, to take communion, just respond to God.